Greetings, and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the intersection of security, technology, and society, and thinks about what might be coming next. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that condenses 5 to 20 hours of reading and analysis into a 15-minute summary, as well as regular essays, interviews, and book reviews that cover specific topics. The goal is to give you a concise, curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 301, starting off with security news. 600 journalists combined efforts to investigate a massive network of offshore banking and shell companies that allowed the world's most rich and powerful to hide their assets from authorities. This includes heads of state, other politicians, and celebrities. It's being called the Pandora Papers and includes around 12 million documents from law firms and various media outlets. CISA has released a tool to help organizations combat insider threats. It helps companies assess their insider risk and determine what they need to do to set up a program. NSA and DHS say foreign attackers are attacking VPN systems. This has been going on for some time, but they say there are still active attacks going on, and they've provided new guidance on how to lock them down. YouTube has blocked all anti-vaccine content. China has sent 77 planes into Taiwan's defense zone over the last two days. Thousands of Coinbase customers had crypto stolen due to an account takeover. They used a flaw in Coinbase's SMS-based MFA to send themselves authentication tokens, then logged in as them and stole a bunch of crypto. They did have to have a bunch of other data about them, like name and phone number and a bunch of other stuff. So they're not quite sure how they got that information, but they think it's likely due to phishing. Rob Joyce, director of cybersecurity at NSA, says almost every country has an offensive cyber capability. Neiman Marcus sent a breach notice to 4.3 million customers. QNAP patched critical vulnerabilities in QVR software. Fail2Ban has an RCE vulnerability. So good luck finding all your boxes that have failed to ban on it. And yeah, you need to get those patched. Cloudflare is getting into email security by offering SPF and DKIM, as well as email routing that lets you control and consolidate email addresses. And cyber insurance firm Coalition raises a $205 million Series E. Technology news. Cloudflare is launching an object storage service to compete with S3, and they're calling it R2 because it's one less than S3. Its main claim to fame so far is that unlike S3, it will not charge customers for egress traffic. PwC says all 40,000 U.S. employees will be able to work remotely forever, or at least until someone changes the policy. I mean, that's pretty easy to change with new leadership. TikTok now has a billion monthly users, and I think it only took them around five years to reach that point where it took all the previous people who attained that many more years. I think Facebook maybe seven years, something like that. But yeah, very quick, five years to one billion. The U.S. Army has funded a sleeping cap that cleans the brain, works by controlling the flow of fluid that is believed to cleanse the brain while we sleep. DeepMind can predict the location, extent, movement, and intensity of rain 89% of the time out to around 90 minutes beforehand, which is significantly better than other models. 
and DNA-based storage platform Catalog raises $35 million. Human news. When listeners pay close attention to stories, their heartbeats synchronize with each other. Many countries are struggling to keep up with surging energy needs resulting from the COVID economic recovery. Energy prices are high in China, Europe, and the U.S. due to increased demand and supply that isn't keeping up. There is speculation that this might have been a significant contributing factor to China banning cryptocurrencies because it takes a lot of energy to mine crypto, particularly Bitcoin. Researchers at Mount Sinai have found that EKG results can indicate which patients are more likely to decline and die from COVID up to several days in advance. Britain is struggling with shortages of fuel and food, especially in rural areas, due to the effects of Brexit. The issue is complex, but Brexit essentially made it more difficult for immigrants to work in the country, immigrants coming from Europe. So many of them just left. And it turns out that those immigrants were the ones doing most of the truck driving that was getting things like fuel and food from one place to another. So Britain basically said they didn't want the immigrants there. Well, most also didn't want to do the jobs that the immigrants were doing, and now they're suffering the consequences. Content ideas and analysis. Podcast setup update, October 2021. A short write-up on my new and hopefully relatively static podcasting setup in the new place, and this audio is coming from that setup. Pelosi Capital Management, an investment strategy based on buying whatever Nancy Pelosi buys. I think this is just hilarious. I had a couple stories about this last week as well. I'm really bothered I didn't think of this. Or more specifically, I'm bothered I didn't ask the key question behind it, which is, what entity has access to the best possible investment advice at the top of the food chain? It also has to disclose their investments publicly. I'm sad I didn't ask this question because the answer seems obvious. It's Congress. Congress has all the information and must publicly disclose their investments. So, yeah, shame on me. Systems versus goals. Got a really good piece here about how you need both systems and goals to be successful. This is a strike back at books like the one from Scott Adams, where he said systems are far better than goals. I think the answer is actually somewhere in between. For like day-to-day or month-to-month, systems are far more important. But for planning, goals are more important. The key then is, one, ensuring that you have both, and two, ensuring that your system is helping you achieve your goals. So it's not a competition, it's an interaction, like diet and exercise or mental and physical health. That being said, if I had to choose, I'd probably choose systems, because assuming it's a system that keeps you healthy, you're more likely to be able to find your goals using a system than be able to find your system using goals. And this is versus having no system and a bunch of theoretical goals you never took action on. In that situation, you could wake up in your 50s and realize you haven't actually done anything. So I'd say that's worse. Notes. A brief defense of my own podcast. So I want to take a moment to defend my podcast from continued attacks from one particular individual. And that person is me. I just realized that every time I show someone my podcast or send it to someone or get asked about it, I always lead with how it's dry or sterile or whatever. And then I say, but it's really useful. 
So through a bunch of reading about language like this, I've come to identify this as negative behavior. And there's a simple test to see how bad it actually is. And that is, I would never say that about someone else's podcast, or at least not without highlighting its strengths as well, where I would do it in private. Like I wouldn't trash talk someone's podcast without saying something positive about it. So let me say something positive about the show now. So it's true. The podcast is not the most exciting. It's not the funniest. And that is absolutely on purpose. First, excitement and humor are difficult to do consistently. And they're really bad when they go wrong. Second, they simply add bulk to the product. Then there's the fact that excitement and humor usually involve multiple people on the show. And that's really hard to do, especially consistently over multiple years. The more people get involved, the more chance for someone not to show up, not to have a good show, etc. So my formula is simple, a concise, dependable show format delivered by me alone pretty much as quickly as I can get it out. And I also recommend you listen at 1.5 to 2.5x. At that speed, you get a pretty damn good summary of security, tech news, and goings-on in the world in around 10 minutes, plus regular helpings of original thought about the stories and their impact on society. The reason I make the show is because if it already existed, I'd be a fan. It's the show I wish were available somewhere else. So yes, you lose some things with this concise and direct format, but I would argue that the value makes up for it. So yeah, that's why I think you should listen to this, which is weird since you already are. And if you ever hear me bad-mouthing my show again, feel free to slap me. Okay, next item here. I've been asked a few times what content goes into my ideas section versus discovery section. It's pretty simple. Bolded items in the ideas section are links to my own full essays. Non-bolded items in the ideas section are my own thoughts or analysis on something, but in short form, right there is a single paragraph. And cool ideas from others with no analysis are links in the discovery section. So that's how that breaks down. And that clarification was actually prompted by Clint. So thanks, Clint, for that. Currently reading Jordan Peterson's latest book. I'm pretty much like a 70% fan of Peterson. I definitely love and respect the guy, but I often disagree with his positions. And his writing is really hard to consume. He essentially uses lots of very advanced language, just almost for the sake of it. And it makes sentences that should be very short into these giant long things. Kind of like that sentence. He write long. But I find him genuine and entertaining. And most of all, I believe he's working from good faith. And I just bought The Wires of War, which is a serious contender for the next UL Book of the Month, I think. It's all about cyber war with US, China, and others. Discovery. Are NetSec's Q4 hiring thread? Where have all the sex scenes gone? Always multiply your estimates by pi. Pelosi Capital Management, an investment strategy based on buying whatever Nancy Pelosi buys. Don't ask to ask, just ask. Somebody took a new Rivian electric truck into the mountains for a review. Google is the most searched word on Bing. Big orgs are broken due to the prisoner's dilemma. Workers are leaving Zoom to go back to the office where they get back on Zoom. Securing your Git commits using FIDO2 keys. 10 types of web vulns that are often missed. 
tmux and ch.sh. And fav slash e utilizes NIST CVE to find vulnerabilities and exposures based on various criteria. Recommendation of the week. If you like Star Wars or anime to any degree, you must check out episode one of the new Disney Plus series called Star Wars Visions. It's without question the best Star Wars thing I've ever seen. I'm probably not going to watch the rest of the series, but this one episode was unbelievable. Can't really say more without spoiling it. But if you like anime at all, or Star Wars at all, and especially if you like both of them, you will absolutely love this thing. And the aphorism for the week. We reach each stage of our life as a novice. We reach each stage of our life as a novice. Nicolas de Chamfort. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. If you're not a member already, please consider signing up at danielmeisler.com slash subscribe. Members get the newsletter every week instead of twice a month, as well as access to the UL Slack channel and our private RSS feed for member-only content. Either way, if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends. We'll see you next time.